0: This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2551, Dangerous Ideas. Getting started is overrated. By Cal Newport of calnewport.com. And I'm Justin Mollick. I got another one today that I think goes well with what we've been talking about both yesterday and the day before, especially the one from the day before yesterday. Alain Massicott was talking about how she took six months to start her blog when she could have started it a lot earlier and how I love to do, we're actually gonna get a little dose of the opposite advice. So let's hear both sides of this story as we optimize your life. Dangerous Ideas. Getting started is overrated by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. The dangerous art of the start. Attend any talk given by an entrepreneur and you'll hear some variation of the following the most important thing you can do is to get started. This advice has percolated from its origin in business self-help to the wider productivity blogging community. You've heard it before. Do you wanna become a writer? Start writing. Do you wanna become fit? Join a gym today. Do you wanna become a big-time blogger? Start posting as soon as possible. If you don't start, you're weak. You're afraid of success. Here's the problem. I completely disagree with this common advice. I think an instinct for getting started cripples your chance at long-term success. And I suggest that on the contrary, you should develop rigorous thresholds that any pursuit must overcome before it can induce action. Allow me to explain why. The origin of the cult of the start. If you talk to an accomplished speaker, especially one with a focus on entrepreneurship, he'll tell you his get started message is crucial. Indeed, one of the biggest frustrations faced by speakers in this circuit is how often they meet young people who are psyched to start a business, but then allow over time for their enthusiasm to fade without ever taking action. These speakers counter this effect by drilling the importance of starting. Do anything, they yell. Send one email, check out one book, register one domain name. The theory is that even the smallest action can overcome some mythical initial resistance and help build an inescapable momentum toward business nirvana. But is getting started right away always the best option? Survivor bias. In his convention-busting book, Fooled by Randomness, Nassim Taleb preaches the danger of survivor bias, a common fallacy in which we emulate people who succeeded without considering those who use similar techniques but failed. Taleb uses the example of The Millionaire Next Door, a popular finance guide in which the authors interviewed a large group of millionaires. As Taleb points out, the habits of these millionaires, accumulating wealth through Spartan living and aggressive investments, should not be emulated unless one can determine how many more people followed a similar strategy but failed to hit it big. Perhaps a more poignant example would be to find and interview the 10 people in the country who had the biggest and fastest overall increase to their finances in the last year. Guess who would dominate this list? Lottery winners. Ignoring the survivor bias, one could conclude, the people who get richest fastest all invested heavily in lottery tickets, so that's what I should do too. The same, of course, can be applied to an entrepreneur or anyone really who had success in a glamorous pursuit. To the winner, their path seems straightforward. It's just a matter of putting in the time and the results followed. To someone in this position, it can be incredibly frustrating to watch people denying themselves similar success simply because they're afraid to get started. But the survivor bias lurks. For every successful entrepreneur or writer or blogger or actor, there are dozens of others who did get started, but then flamed out. Some people lack the right talents. For many more, the pursuit, once past that initial stage of generic heady enthusiasm, simply lost its attraction and their interest waned. The Saturation Method I've observed many people who have had long term success in an impressive pursuit. I've also observed many people who went after such successes yet failed. I hope by combining both outcomes success and failure. I can identify a predictor of the former that will remain free of the taint of survivor bias. In short, I've noticed that people who succeed in an impressive pursuit are those who, number one, established over time a deep emotional conviction that they wanted to follow that pursuit, and number two, have built an exhaustive understanding of the relevant world, why some succeed and others don't, and exactly what type of action is required. This takes time. Often it requires a long period of saturation in which the person returns again and again to the world, meeting people and reading about it and trying little experiments to get a feel for its reality. This period will be at least a month. It might last years. Steve Martin's Diligence. Steve Martin noted that the key to becoming really good at something so good that they can't ignore you is diligence which he defines as effort over time to the exclusion of other pursuits this is why people who ultimately succeed in a pursuit go through such a long period of vetting before they begin if you're not 100% convinced and ready to tackle something potentially for years to the exclusions of the hundreds of interesting new ideas that will pop up along the way you'll probably fizzle out well before reaping any reward the art of not starting. This reality brings me back to my original point. Try not to get started. If you translate every burst of enthusiasm into action, you're gonna waste time. More dangerous, you're gonna hobble your chances of succeeding in any pursuit, as the constant influx of new activity prevents you from achieving a Steve Martin-style diligence. My advice? Resist starting. Spend lots of time learning about different pursuits, but put off action until an idea begins to haunt your daydreams and refuses to be dislodged from your aspirational psyche. Then and only then should you reluctantly take that first step, one of what's sure to be many, many more, before you get to where you want. You just listened to the post titled, Dangerous Ideas, Getting Started Is Overrated by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. Thank you to Cal. I had to narrate this one because I thought it was fascinating and actually challenges my own beliefs. Even the post we heard from Alain Massicott just a couple of days ago. I know I've given that advice to other people looking to start projects or were on some sort of entrepreneurial journey. I would say, just start. I think one of the reasons I have said that is that as an entrepreneur, I often get people asking for advice, and from what I've seen, they don't have anything tangible to show for it. And to be fair, Cal Newport did mention that in the article, but the ideas are all in their heads, so my advice is basically to just start doing something to see if it works. Get that first customer and prove to yourself that this idea is a good one, and then you can keep going, invest more money and time, and hopefully it'll turn into something bigger. But that said, Cal's points, I think, are fair. If you jump in too quickly with every idea you come up with, like if you have an entrepreneur's mind, you probably won't get anywhere because you'll simply jump from one idea to the next way too quickly. And here, I think it helps to have an accountability partner. I didn't start this podcast completely alone. If I did, I really don't think I would have published the first episode. So it helps to have someone to bounce ideas off of and Make sure what you're thinking makes sense from an outside perspective. And for me, this podcast was something I couldn't stop thinking about, like Cal mentioned, so I felt like I had to create it. Yet, I also agree with the fail fast and often approach because only through those failures did I learn my biggest lessons. So I don't know, I do agree, but with caution. I think extremes are rarely the answer, like don't delay too long, but don't jump in like next day and a more middle ground approach, to me, I think leads to the best results. Hopefully I didn't just confuse you. I might've confused myself, so I'll leave it there to not add to the confusion. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.